Welcome to the Musical Movie Marathon with your hosts, David and Andrew. And we have just had the privilege of watching three different versions of Beauty and the Beast (laughs) within the span of 25 hours. (laughs) Last night, we watched a fantastic high school production Mm. of the Broadway version of Beauty and the Beast. And this lunchtime, we popped on... The animated version. From which year, do you remember? 91. 91. And we've just finished watching tonight the remake of it, which was... Oh, I don't know what year. Recently. Recently. (laughs) (laughs) Live action remake, that's right, starring Emma Watson and all-star cast. I was thinking that we could talk about each one individually and then after we've done that, compare them. Mm -hmm. So what did you think of the original as a movie and a musical? The original animated movie. That's right. Great. Uh, yeah, some really obviously great casting, some iconic voices straight off Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid, which was a huge success and the heralding of a new era of Disney animation. Mm-hmm. So they had a, a lot to live up to. But of course, at this stage, we still had Howard Ashman. Mm-hmm. And so it had all the ingredients and, and his strong executive directorship. Mm-hmm. And of course, the innovative feature for Beauty and the Beast animation was trying to uh, do the animation in places as if it were shot on a camera or cameras. Mm. Um, And there were several notable um, places where they did that. However, still um, making the most of the animation, they had tons of slapstick, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which I just loved. It's all more this afternoon than I'd seen before of of that slapstick. When you know the story, you can look back at at what the other characters, the minor characters are doing, and they're having a lot of fun. Those animators had a lot of fun with the minor characters, doing a lot of um, interesting bits, bringing a lot of humour. What did you think of the music or musicalness of it? Uh, yeah, yeah, loved it. I think it was a strong musical in terms of the kinds of songs that they had. Mm-hmm. You know, the ballad was definitely a ballad. You had your big chorus number starting off, mm-hmm. uh, of course, which was great after your prologue. The, the Want song, obviously, mm-hmm. which was great. Um, the Sound of Music moment that she had in it. Sort of homage, really. Mm. And, of course, you had Harold Ashman's great lyrics. Just spot on. One of the things that the animated movie achieved, which is sometimes hard to pull off, is they kept the main characters serious and had the minor characters Mm. not serious. Mm. So the minor characters were having a lot of fun while the main characters were just pretty much ignoring them and getting on with the job and, you know, pursuing their intentions and so on. And, of course, that came through with the the singing as well, the music as well, where the minor characters are are having a lot of fun with their songs. Basically, the the chorus numbers, the big chorus numbers, are, yeah, just just a whole whole lot of fun. To a certain extent, even the rabble um, heading to the um, castle is still a bit fun. Whereas, of course, the the leads had uh, their solo pieces, which were sweet and beautiful and, yeah, just just lovely. So as a a movie, Beauty and the Beast animated, I think was was pretty complete, was pretty round, Mm. you know, had all the elements. One of the things that interested me was when we... When Belle got to the castle, we were looking at her time in the castle from her viewpoint as she was discovering the different places and, and the enchanters, enchantments and, um, and the, you know, discovering her situation and what was involved there. About halfway through, maybe thereabouts, I believe the point of view in the narration turned towards that of the beast mm. and that we've got the beast. Uh, it's probably in the middle of, of their um, 
of this song of discovery. Yeah, from then on, I thought we were really looking through the beast's eyes mm. and finding out what he could do to win Belle. Mm. Yeah, yeah, good, good endings. Tying the story up. There were some some errors in the animated movie. Later, when we talk about the live action movie, they tried to correct some of those errors. One of them is that Enchantress lays the in the spell when the lad is is obviously you know proud and and disdainful and, and so on and then in the song be our guest lumiere sings oh yeah 10 years. 10 years we've been rusting which would mean that he was 11 when he yeah. cast out the print the enchantress because the rose would bloom until his 21st birthday yeah so 11's a bit harsh to be making, <laughs> to be put <laughs> under a spell and, and, you know, after a kid's judgment thing. Yeah, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> to just insert a comment, I think that that uh, helps to frame the story as one of a child growing up. And, and I really, I saw that a lot more in the animated this time around watching it. The Beast isn't a man. The Beast is, is a, a teenager, or a young man, you know, 21. And so he's, he's not very mature. And that came through. Anyway, you could please continue. Yeah, so that's pretty much all I've got to say about the um, Beauty and the Beast animated. Great animation, great music, really well-crafted story, and, and it deserved the, the great success that it did. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I think it deserved the Oscar that it won. Mm -hmm. Probably, I think it won the Oscar before there was an animated category. So it was competing against the live-action movies wow. of 91 or whatever. Okay. How mythic it was. And I think that that is something close, but not exactly related to its musicalness is because it is uh, like we were saying with Snow White it's so psychologically driven and the things that it deals with are within every member of humanity you know and this particularly struck me when Belle on the tower remember this is the original animated uh, was calling out the beast's name saying beast I was like, wait, 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 that's really weird. Mm. And it just shook me a bit. And I wondered, what if he, she called him the non-canon name mm. that we know him as Pre uh, Prince Adam? Oh, okay. Is, is his name that he's never actually given. <laughs> yeah. And it just reminded me of the Adam in the Bible. And, and there's this big story arc in the whole Bible of, of man becoming a beast. When, when a man becomes, well, when mankind becomes arrogant, it becomes beastly and lower than its original nature. And that was obvious and, and highlighted in, in Beauty and the Beast because it was his vanity. That leads me to the other thing that I noticed, is the amazing juxtaposition between Gaston and the Beast. They were reflections of each other in their vanity, in their arrogance, in their desire to manipulate women by abducting their fathers. <laughs> the way that these beasts treat their... Uh, friends and servants and, and helpers indicates who they are really and so you've got Gaston mistreating LeFou as well as the beast not treating his servants nicely mm. and the servants and LeFou are really loyal to their friends mm. and masters. I just thought that that was really really interesting. If that was kind of uh, more drawn out then I, I think then that would be um, anyway, it doesn't need to be more drawn out in the uh, original animated because it is such a masterpiece in itself. What about the Broadway musical, which was released 
before this new、mm. release.、Um, so I think it was still the 90s when it was released. It might have been the 2000s, but I think it was still the、mm. 90s when Beauty and the Beast hit the stage.、Mm-hmm. What do you think of the show? And if you'd like to comment on the additional songs and、yeah. story beats, please do. Yep, yep. Yeah, so I love the show. The songs that were added were really good. I really like the opportunity that the, sh- the Broadway show gave the characters to give a bit more backstory. Oh, yeah. So, for example, I love the duet of Maurice and Belle.、Mm. Because in all the versions of Beauty and the Beast, the Disney Beauty and the Beast, the relationship between Belle and her father is the glue that holds it all together.、Mm. Um, that's the reason that everything happens. And so it was really important, and I was really pleased to see that the Broadway musical, or the, the stage musical, did that. I was also pleased to have a, a song that the Beast had,、mm. which was If I Can't Love Her.、Mm. Lovely song. Big range, big song. Lots of room for dramatic delivery, so yeah, that, that was really good.、Um, the difficulty, of course, on stage was what do you do with the villagers' song when they're storming the castle?、Mm-hmm. That, that's a very weird one, and it's hard to, to figure out. Pretty much, it's, it's got to be some sort of dance,、mm. which is a bit weird because、mm-hmm. it doesn't really fit. <laughs> You've got to have fantastic lighting. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that, that helps.、Uh, this, this stage musical also incorporates. Um, elements from the animation and the visuals. So the houses and the castle and things were very similar. So in the animated version, the villagers' houses were a little bit wonky and a little bit skew and a little bit quirky, and、um, that's what the sets are like for.、Um, the other thing the stage show does in terms of making stuff happen is. Uh, the rose. You, you've actually got a rose that the petals do actually fall、mm. during, and there's some magic me- mechanicalness that makes that happen.、Mm-hmm. Um, and、uh, of course, transforming the beast、mm-hmm. into a person. So there's some, some magic that happens, some stage magic that happens there that、uh, Disney keep quite secret. <laughs>、um, another reason why they don't like photography and filming of their shows.、Uh, the yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it can be done really well. And the good thing is,、um, the stage show now, having been around, obviously it does the professional circuit, then it does the amateur circuit, and now, of course, it's doing the schools,、mm. uh, which is great. And, and the schools, do, in fact, Disney are coming out with children's versions of their shows, and it's fine. And of course, live action is great because you can get、uh, that opportunity、um, for the kids. Well, you know, actors, whoever, to both do these lovely flat characters and these lovely big complex characters、um, for the leads. For example, the actor who played LeFou in,、mm. in Our Beauty and the Beast put on a silly voice.、Mm. Um, and he did it really. He put on a squeaky voice and it was just perfect.、Uh, yeah, so you can do those sorts of fun things. The last thing I'll say about the stage show is those costumes for. Uh, be our guest were absolutely horrific, and I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. <laughs>、um, I think everyone complained how bad they really were. <laughs> I finally understand what Lindsay Ellis, YouTuber, said、um, when she disparaged the Broadway production, which I was surprised about because I like that. She said, It's just a worse version of the animated movie. Why do you want the same thing but worse? <laughs> you know? And obviously, it's not terrible, but it's not as good as the animated one. So, why have it? And、uh, I understand that now. The answer to her question is so that it can be performed live with real people because that in itself is its own magic. 
the other things that I noticed from the stage musical was how cartoony it was. Mm. And that was really weird to see, like some of the dialogue and, and stuff like that. Weird to see humans acting like cartoons, mm. but also kind of magical to see that. The other thing is the form. Because it's not a movie, mm. you have to have representative uh, movement or representative staging. So you'd have dancers instead of wolves. Yeah. You'd have you're marching on the spot instead of you know marching up to the castle and lots of little things like that. And that makes a, a big difference because you're watching the show for the sake of seeing how are they going to do these things <laughs> as well as the story. It's a bit like, a little bit like what Disney is doing in the animation and the live action. Part of the reason that you're interested is, oh, how are they going to do it in live action? <laughs> and that's one of the magic things of CGI, which I think is one of the reasons why you actually do want to have a live-action CGI version of this story because you can get a real human to play the beast and he can express these wonderful expressions without the hindrance of practical effects. Uh, you can make him beastly without having to hinder his face physically. Yes, you can. And that's, that's fun to watch as well. It's, I'm not sure if it's less impressive than watching live people do it, because there's something, there is something amazing about like ventriloquy and stuff like mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. and, and that's kind of like what the rose is doing, you know, mm -hmm. petals falling, and you don't mm -hmm. see anyone moving them, you don't see any mechanism, it, it just mm -hmm. happens, and it looks like... It's happening by itself, which is magic. I don't know why CGI doesn't feel the same as magical. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about this, uh, the CGI live action version of it. What do you uh, think of it? I, uh, just one last thing about the stage show mm. that you brought up. Um, I really like the way this, this high school did it mm. um, because they didn't have a big hall. Mm. Um, they had a very limited stage. And of course, you've got these big scenes of storming the castle and so on. They did a clever thing. They kept the villagers as villagers and they kept the castle ensemble different kids, um, which is not usual. So that, that was good. It, it enabled them to have lots of people when they're going to storm the castle. So what they did was they actually went in the audience and stood in the aisles and, and that was on the way or outside the castle. So that was really fun. Um, and the other really cool thing they did was... When Belle got to the library, they yeah. had, I don't know, the first three, four, maybe six rows, they'd put books mm -hmm. underneath the chairs of the audience and Lumiere asked the audience to find the books underneath and hold them up so that when Belle looked out at the library, she saw all these books. <laughs> and and she actually went to, to get one from someone yeah. in the front row and said, oh, this is my favourite and, you know, yeah. and so on. Um, so I, I like that. That was, was good audience participation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the one thing we didn't talk about the stage show is the songs. Um, the added songs were, like you mentioned, If I Can't Love Her and the song Home, yep. um, which Belle sings at when she gets trapped in the, the room. And I think there was one, oh yeah, When I'm Human Again. Yep. 
Um, Only uh, Human again. Yep, that's mm. quite fun. And it was a, a little reference to that in the live action mm. movie. I think there were there were references to all of those songs in the live action movie, in the score yeah. uh, that Alan Menken composed. Um, and there was there were two other movie, uh, two other songs at least. Uh, the the Venus. Morris the Morris duet, a Maurice duet with oh, yeah. um, and a change in me. Change in me. Um, actually, there's more. There's so there's Gaston's proposal song to Belle, Me. There's the Maison de Lune, which um, oh, Gaston and LeFou and the um, doctor at, from the asylum sing. Uh, and so there were there was like six, yeah. at least, mm. new songs. Cool. And they all fit for Broadway. I thought they were really cool. Uh, but that pub scene dance was just... Really tricky. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the other thing that a stage show is able to do, is they're able to have some of these extended dance numbers mm. because you're there to watch humans perform. And so it's impressive to see them do some of this amazing dance. It's a big ask for a stage show to do an animated movie. Mm, it is. And there's lots of ways then I noticed... It didn't quite, the story didn't flow as nicely or make sense as nicely. Mm. And I was glad that I saw the animated because it like filled in a, a few of the gaps mm. that the stage show left. Right, yep. Okay, um, what do you think about the live action? Love it. Okay, so uh, they, they tried to correct some of the uh, in, inconsistencies, really, I suppose, which, which they did. For example, there's some things for the sake of brevity. The animated movie just misses out a whole lot of things. For example, how did uh, Belle get the beast onto Philippe the horse after mm-hmm. he was injured? You know, um, We don't see that in the animated mm-hmm. movie. And we're just saying, oh, well, that's pretty magical. In the live-action version, she actually asks him to, mm-hmm. to help her. He needs to stand up and, and that's why. Story-wise... I was pleased to see that teamwork and loyalty and those kinds of things were evident more in the live-action movie uh, than in the animated one. For example, there's a time where the Beast, Prince Adam, has let Belle go and rescue her father. And, of course, the team say, oh, what were you thinking? Why did you do that? And he said, because I loved her. And then he added, I'm sorry I couldn't free you all as well and so it did another evidence of his arc his his change Mm. how he had come to care for the people or creatures in this case who were caring for him or Mm. had been caring for him so Mm. that that was really neat i like this the other thing i I really liked about this live action uh, movie was the role of agatha the enchantress Mm mm-hmm um, I was really pleased to see that she had a continuous role mm-hmm. in the story. You know, very important role, obviously rescuing Maurice mm. was really important, mm. but also obviously being there at the end. And, and, you know, she had about four different bits. And I think they were really important. I was, mm. I was pleased that they had that. Finally, to me, the animated movie was a lot about beauty, mm. contrast between beauty and, and beasts and how beauty can fall in love with the beast. And it's been sort of argued about some syndrome that Belle's been put under where people uh, form to get to like their captors. That's not it at all, and, and that's sort of been, you know, rubbished. I found that the theme of the live-action musical was less about beauty and more about love that they emphasised love in lots of different ways. They didn't keep any of the songs that the Broadway show added, which I thought was interesting, mm-hmm. but appropriate, because a movie is not a show, not a Broadway show, and so they didn't 
try to make this show the Broadway musical. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, and yes, that is good. And then they added two or three new songs, three-ish. Mm-hmm. So they added the one that Maurice sings mm-hmm. um, at the start, How Does a Moment Last Forever? Uh, they added the song that the servants in the castle sing, uh, which is Days in the Sun. Mm-hmm. And they added the Evermore song. The similarity between all of those, which I think is quite indicative of the feel of the whole movie, is it's just a little bit more sad and sentimental. And I think that's fine if, if that's what you're going for. You know, fine. They were good songs and they were well placed. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's something that all of these versions of the story have done really well is that they've placed songs in appropriate and seamless places and and i really like that that's none of them stuck out as being oh why is there a song here Mm. you know and that's not always easy to get right but the other thing that i'd love to mention about beauty and the beast is that it's very similar to the story of jesus and crucifixion and all of that no matter how poorly you tell it it's always a great story so yeah, it's this. I can say the same thing about about Beauty and the Beast. Um, and the other thing that I didn't mention before about its mythicness was the re- redemption. Obviously, that that love can change people, and there's this reward for seeking inner beauty. It's wonderful to see that. So, what have you actually got against the live action? Myth film. It doesn't know quite which tone yeah. it's going for. Yeah, and that's what I was saying before. Where you've, where you've got these, the the fun villagers, the fun minor characters, and the serious major characters. It's it's quite hard to mm. to pull that off. When you've got um, serious main characters and really lighthearted um, extra characters, the way that that works is if the serious characters themselves are archetypes. The fact that they're flat isn't a problem Mm -hmm. because any great actor can Mm. act a flat character Mm. believably. Uh, You don't have to express the deepness of a character in order to believably portray all their actions. And in my mind, at least, the, the, the new stuff just didn't seem to fit in the old story. Because it's such a psychological myth, this original Beauty and the Beast fairy tale, it almost doesn't lend itself to being developed and filled out like i was saying it should be filled out it almost doesn't lend itself to that at all because it's such an archetypal story and so any adaptation from it is a diversion is like just a version Mm -hmm. a diversion from the original fairy tale and everyone's personal story is what fills out that fairy tale that's kind of the one of the points of of fairy tales okay. now the last point is as a musical movie or as a Broadway show uh, what can we learn about musical movies from this experience this marathon that we've had <laughs> I like both movie musicals both the animated and the live action I'm pleased that they're different. I like the changes that they've made in the live action. It's tricky putting on an existing fairy tale that everyone, well, a lot of people know. The version that you're going to put on is obviously going to be your version and not the original or what people think of. So you've got to make it your own. So that's going to be interesting. 
In terms of the, the musical part of it, you've really got to have good reason for the characters to be singing. Mm. I think both movies do that. Mm. I, I think that, that fits. Days in the Sun, I think, yeah, didn't really spin my wheels. I'm quite happy not to have it, but, but the, I would rather have had Change in Me or Home is Where the Heart is. It's important to have strong connections with the characters uh, to each other. I think you've got to be careful with minor characters. Obviously in animation they could get away with them being um, stereotypical and extreme, which you can't get away with in live action. I don't think they tried too much to do that in the live action movie. There's there's some, but they tried to make them believable. Mm. And I think they achieved that. Yeah. Most of the time. So, yeah, lots of things to be careful of in, in making a, a live-action movie. Belle, Beauty and the Beast story, um, um, animated movie, is beloved in popular culture, and I think making a live-action movie of it was a good idea, and you've got to get this balance between how can we do this new and fresh for the current generation while also sticking as close as we can to the original. And, yeah, I, I think they've done that okay. Does this mean it's going to be quite a challenge to try and make a live-action remake of, of animated movies? Absolutely. You can just look at um, some of the CGI versions of other Disney movies, such as The Jungle Book mm. or The Lion King, which have been, yeah, tricky, tricky to try and do. But no, I think they got it right with both uh, movie musicals. In terms of a musical, it transports you. In terms of a movie... It uses uh, both the animation or the live action to communicate um, the themes and, and the story and the characters really well. Yeah, I think that they both succeed as movie musicals, partly because the characters are so genuine in their singing. Mm. You know, they really mean what they're singing. The times when they are singing is really interesting. Like we said before, they're not simply doing things in daily life and singing them, singing about them, you know, uh, like a sung-through show has, where everyone's argument, everyone's dinner conversation, all of that is sung. It's not the case with this, but they chose really, really good points for each character to sing in. Um, they're normally, very frequently, they're commenting on the situation. A notable exception is, is Gaston. Another exception is the Broadway show, where the characters are more likely, to, especially in the new songs, to be singing in order to tell someone something, rather than just looking at the world around them and singing about it. How does the opening number fit in with that, the bell song? Because there's a lot of conversation in there, a lot of marketplace discussion. Mm. Yeah, so that's part of the magic, and I, I absolutely love that. There's nothing quite like that song. It gets away with it because it's the opening number. Right. The other thing that we learn about musicals from this is that they should be all about love. <laughs> mm -hmm. There is yeah. something, like we said before uh, in, in another episode, that love is the thing that we sing most about. It's the thing that makes us want to sing the most. Mm -hmm. And it is so justifiable to burst out into song when the story is a romance. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I would still love to see a musical thriller. Lots of different genres could be um, musicalized, um, but it's so much easier to r musicalize a fairy tale romance because yeah. there's this childlike quality to it mm. and there's the romance. And yeah. And that's what we learn about uh, musical movies and musicals from 
Beauty and the Beast. We did go out of order yeah. for our marathon. Uh, yeah, we jumped because the stage show was on yeah. uh, in town, and so yeah. we thought, oh, well, we've seen this. Let's look at the other two movies and do a podcast on those. Yeah. We didn't actually talk about how amazing those high schoolers were that put on that production. They were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Rave, rave, rave. Just just brilliant performers. Part of the magic of live theatre is seeing people you know or seeing everybody have a go. That's just magic that you, you don't really get in a movie. Disney has done great service for the genre, mm. for the form, I should say, of yeah. musical theatre, including in cinema. Um, so I hope for many more musical movies inspired by referencing, using the lessons they've learned from these Disney classics and even their remade versions. Mm, interesting. One last thing for me is, in terms of the music, the live-action version has Celine Dion singing. How does a moment last forever? How does a moment last forever uh, during credits, which is just great. And then, of course, in the bonus features, they've got uh, the music video, mm. which is John Legend and Ariana Grande mm. doing the duet of Beauty and the Beast with mm. some beautiful dancers, and, and it's all, yeah, really lovely. So, yeah, I like the fact that I think they released that uh, as a separate single, and I think it did okay. Yeah. Um, so I like the fact that they're actually saying, let's take this form and put it into another mm. medium. Mm. That can actually, you know, bring interest if you like, to the movie musical. Mm. So I, I like that. Yeah, you go, Disney. Great stuff. And uh, that's good night from me. And it's a sweet good night from us about a sweet musical from me. Good night. Good night. Uh, yep, Dad was just saying, here's a little epilogue for you. Dad was just saying after watching three different versions of Beauty and the Beast, we're all Beauty and the Beasted out, and I had to agree with him. Yeah. But no, back to some uh, some history for next week. <laughs> uh, but we are enjoying our marathon. If you are enjoying the marathon, please let us know any way that you can. And um, we we really love having the conversations when you've we've come and spoken to us whenever. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep on pumping them out. Cool. Let us know of any movie musicals you think um, we should have a look at. Yeah, or if you want to feature or send us a comment or or you know be a guest, then please be our guest. <laughs> our service to the test. Okay. Enjoy the rest of your day. Good night. Good night.